ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله اما بعد فان اصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدى هدى محمد صلى الله عليه واله وسلم وشر الامور محدثاتها وكل محدثه بدعه وكل بدعه ضلاله وكل ضلاله في النار رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي امري واحلل عقده من لساني يفقهوا قولي after praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and sending him in greetings and salutations upon the final prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wasallam as we come to the conclusion of Ramadan and the conclusion of the Quran there are certain key words inside the Quran or phrases or words or ayat inside the Quran that begin to be used such words linguistically that begin to rhyme and they begin to chime for a reason that a person may begin to reflect over the verses of the Quran and glimpses of words and connotations of the Quran begin to come into the mind of the individual amongst the most profound verse that maybe all of us have memorized by the end of Ramadan and the previous Ramadans ya yalladhina amanu kutiba alaykum as-siyam kama kutiba ala alladhina min qablikum la'allakum tattaqun or you believe fasting has been prescribed for you as was prescribed for individuals that came before you for which purpose la'allakum tattaqun that you may attain piety and this phrase of la'allakum is repeated inside the Quran in numerous formats about speaking about certain things la'allakum ta'qilun tadakkarun tadabbarun tafhamun that maybe you may ponder reflect understand see see the signs of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala la'allakum tashkurun that you may be grateful servants of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and this is what real al-ibadah is ash-shukr lillahi subhanahu wa ta'ala because many of us we feel this perception this culture or this upbringing inside our lives but a day to fariba i carry out ob- obligatory action i came for yawm al-jum'ah i fasted i done these actions as if we take these actions this is sometimes unfortunately our perception what islam is maybe technically and in a legal manner you have a day to fariba you have carried out the obligatory action this is kalam al-fuqaha this is jewish discussion and it begins that you've carried out the obligation but is that the real concept of islam is that a real concept of ibadah that i just carried out this takalif this responsibility for me i carried it out inside my life that's not what real ibadah is lina ibadah ta'ti min dakhil min qulubina ibadah comes from within your inner heart because you worship allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with a form of shukr obedience gratitude thankfulness this is how you worship allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you don't enter into a realm of theological discussions about allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that many of us become that's how we focus upon allah subhanahu wa ta'ala we can't seem to understand the deeper meaning of what ibadah is what worship belongs to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and even before we traverse this journey of shukr what is our relationship with the book of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala kam minna nafham kalam allah how many of us understand the words of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala what is being recited to us what is being said to us even these small words some of us are so far away from these small words that we find that many ulama taking these small words these small phrases 
They base books of tafsir based upon this. Take, for example, tafsir of Jalalain, of Jalaluddin al-Muhalli wa Jalaluddin al-Suyuti. Simple words that we find. What are the meaning of these words that occur inside the Quran? How many of us have taken the effort to read this, to try to decipher this is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying to me? Aysuf al-Tafasir of Abu Bakr Jazai in three volumes, speaking about basic words inside the Quran. Imam Sa'di's tafsir inside one volume, teaching us the basic meaning of the words of the Quran. For what purpose? And even simple words that we find, if you go into a deeper meaning, the ulama begin to dissect the Quran, Qurtubi, Al-Tabari, and other ulama that we find, dissecting one single word, and it will be on that one single harakah. From a fatha to kasra can change the whole dynamics of a verse. Can change the whole dynamics of the meaning, take it from a legal, something which is permissible to something being impermissible. But we are far away from the Quran. In a journey to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we read it, Imam Qutubi says, there is a message from your king. And some of us show reverence to this message, we kiss it, we wrap it in a green cloth, and we place it in a high shelf, which we should do to a certain degree. But who is the loyal servant? Who is the loyal servant to the king? Is the one who reads the message and understands the message, implements the message. Those are وَعِبَادُ الرَّحْمَانَ الَّذِينَ يَمْشُونَ عَلَى الْأَرْضِ هَوْنَا وَإِذَا خَاطَرُهُ جَاهِلُونَ قَالُمْ سَلَامًا they are Ibad Rahman, who understand the message of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Those are real people understanding. We see the alternation at night, the day, the heavens, and the earth. And say, Allah, you haven't created this in vanity. There must, be, there must be a purpose of what I've been created, what I'm doing on the, upon the face of this earth. Amongst your own selves, your bodily structure, your organs, it's time for you to reflect about Allah subhanahu wa We show them our signs all around them in the horizons, in the heavens and the earth. So then we begin to recognize that he, Allah subhanahu wa is al-haq, is the one that is to be worshipped. So Allah is worshipped by a ta'a, by a shukr, obedience, gratitude towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah mentioned Surah Al-Baqarah, If you really true worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, show your gratitude towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Don't think that as-salah is something burdensome. That's right at the beginning of the Quran, it begins by speaking about as-salah. It's going to be something difficult. Except for those individuals who are submissive, committed to this salah. And those individuals, the one that most of you think that one means conjecture. But look at the Arabic dynamics of the language. They know for a fact they're going to meet their Lord, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Successful are those individuals submissive inside their prayers. Rather, what do we find in society? Technicalities. This person stood like this, he placed his hands like this, he moved like this, he done most of the time. That's all it is, niqash, this salah. Hatta fi dakhri salah. A shaks bijani, person next to you, all they're worried about inside their salah is how you pray. So as soon as you finish your, your prayer, they can rectify your prayer. Is that what prayer is supposed to be? Tashgul nafsika bil akhirin. Just busy yourself about who around you, how they're praying, how they offer their prayer. Take yourself away from the soul, the spirit of as-salah, of commitment, of devotion towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
This one is was known as Talbis of Iblis, deception of the devil to, 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 to derail us from those things that we should be focusing inside our lives to understand what Allah is telling us to do or what the meaning of, of ibadah is. In gaining Surah Al-Baqarah mentioned, فَذْكُرُونِ أَذْكُرْكُمْ وَلَا Allah says, remember me and I'll remember you. What does it mean to remember Allah? Is a kunta fi salah? You're in salah, salah, thinking about other things. How are you remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Remember me, I'll remember you. Give thanks to me and I'll show, give thanks to you, give you gratitude, increase you. Whoever thanks Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, nakum. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala increases those individuals inside showing gratitude towards those individuals. And the strange thing is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala straight after this verse mentions about the believing individuals, those individuals who establish their prayer and have patience. And then it carries on a mention about Alladina Ida Asabatu Musiba, calamity comes upon them. They are patient regarding this. That's Ibn Qayyim al Jawdi mentioned that what is an Iman? An Iman bayna sabri wa shukri. Iman is between patience and, and, and gratitude. That's the two halves of what Iman is. That your you, you, gratitude is before any calamity, any hardship. That's real ibadah. That's what some ulama of Tazkirah speak about. Ibadah in state of adversity, hardships is easy at times. Because any normal individual when they're afflicted with adversity will return back to fafirru in Allah, flee back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But in times of bliss, of happiness, some of us, we don't show that gratitude to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So some say there's a higher maqamat, that in, in station of goodness, that person is calling out to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As we look at Yunus alayhi salam, that he was an individual inside Bulumat, inside the darkness, the darkness of the night, the darkness of the thunderstorm, the darkness of the ocean, the darkness of the whale of the belly. Zulumat, ba'da zulumat, zulm ba'da zulm. Inside there, what, what did Yunus alayhi salam, what did he do? فَنَادَى فِي الظُّلُمَاتِ أَنْ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا أَنْتَ سُبْحَانَكَ إِنِّي كُنْتُ مِنَ الظَّالِمِينَ He called out in the realms of darknesses, called out to Allah. لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا أَنْتَ سُبْحَانَكَ إِنِّي كُنْتُ مِنَ الظَّالِمِينَ Read the works of Tafasir. Malaika said, we know this voice. This is a voice that is known to us that you should call upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. فَاسْتَجَبْنَا لَهُ فَاسْتَجَبْنَا لَهُ وَنَجَّيْنَهُ مِنَ الْغَمِّ We responded to his call, we took him out of his calamity. Look at Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَكَانَ بِالْمُؤْمِنِينَ رَحِيمًا Look at Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What did he conclude this verse by mentioning? وَكَذَلِكَ نُنْجِ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ And likewise we rescue the believers. كَأَنَّ هَذِي الْإِشَارَ هَذِي الدُعَى هَذَا الدُعَى إِشَارَ لِلْمُؤْمِنِينَ Whoever calls upon Allah, I will respond to that call. I will deliver, rescue the believers who have that conviction in me, call upon me, believe in me, have that gratitude inside their hearts towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And as we find that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given these, these faculties which have been given to us. لَعَلَّكُمْ تَشْكُرُونَ It's like Surah Al-Nahl that we find. But this verse comes four times inside the Quran. One with لَعَلَّكُمْ تَشْكُرُونَ The other three times, قَلِيلًا مَا تَشْكُرُونَ It's like Surah Al-Mu'minun that we find. أَلِفْ لَا مِنْ سَجَدْ Surah Al-Mulk Allah says three times, He gave you these faculties of see, of hearing, of seeing, of feelings. قَلِيلًا مَا تَشْكُرُونَ very small amount that you give gratitude to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah mentioned about Dawood, he's speaking about what he said to his people. 
اعملوا آل داوود الشكر وقليل من عبادي الشكور أو داوود give gratitude وقليل من عبادي الشكور أو a few servants going to be grateful now so many of the ulama they said that make amongst those قليل make amongst those small few people who are giving شكر لله سبحانه وتعالى and as I saw النحل that we find is a surah Time again, we gave you children, we gave you grandchildren, we gave you wealth, we gave you property, we gave you life, we gave you all these things. As the Ulama said, Surah Al-Nahl, the 16th chapter of the Quran is called Surah Al-Ni'am. Surah of blessings. That time and time again, Allah gives these blessings upon us. But look how we deal with the blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala inside our lives. وَلِتَبْتَهُ مِنْ فَرْدِي وَلَعَلَّكُمْ تَشْكُرُونَ that you begin to seek the virtue, the blessings of Allah and you become grateful. You know, increase of wealth, of health, of knowledge, of time. All of this is for what purpose? Why, why does Allah deliver it to it? Why does Allah give it to a person? Why does Allah give it to us Muslims specifically? What purpose? To squander our lives? To waste our lives? Waste our time? Just to become the average minimal individual inside our lives? It's a trust from Allah. Allah gave the trust to the heavens, of the heavens and the earth, to them, and the mountains, gave it to them, offered it to them. They refused to take it. Because they knew what it meant. But this Bashar, this human being, he decided to take it. And he's going to be oppressive. He doesn't know how to deal with the trust that Allah has placed upon him. What he needs to do inside his life. But it's going to be certain individuals who know how to fulfill that trust and show gratitude towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Seek your sustenance from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So even your sustenance, the things that you do, and thank Allah, praise Allah. Person should be in alhamd. You find some narration every time you eat food, every bite, every morsel, you should praise Allah. You should thank Allah every time, thank Allah. That what we see, the world around us, all of us, all this whole month of Ramadan, is there any individual among us who can really honestly complain? That we haven't ate well, we haven't dressed well, we haven't had a good life well. Compare that to what's taking place in the world around us. So the least that we can do is have that sugar. And as we want to depict this concept of sugar in a, in a vision, in an image, that was displayed to the Prophet about a hadith that comes inside in the chapter 5 of Riyadh al-Salihin of Bab al-Muraqaba of the, of the chapter speaking about being vigilant about Allah even though this hadith replaced in Bab al-Shukr in a chapter of gratitude towards Allah that regarding three people from Bani Israel who existed before that how Allah subhanahu wanted to test these individuals see how these individuals how they're going to behave regarding the, the blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that there was in the three individuals, Abras, Akra, A'ma. A person who was, who was suffering from Hansen's disease, like leprosy, skin disease. Akra, a person with a bald-headed individual, lost his hair and a, and a condition with his hair. Wa'ma, kafif, and a person who's blind. Three individuals. That they were there. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when you test these individuals, see how these individuals are going to behave inside their life. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent an angel to the first individual suffering from his skin disease. And ask him, Ayyu Shaykh Habu Ilayk, what's the most beloved thing to you that you want? Said Jild al Hassan, Wallah al Hassan, I want this good skin and, and a good texture, good skin color. Because of people that they are blaming me for looking at me 
And when they say about me, I just want to be to have these good conditions inside my life. Famasahu, the angel, he, he swiped him, he wiped over him, and his skin disease went away. And he asked him, Fa'i shayh min al ghanam or min al mal turid, what things amongst the wealth do you want? He said, I want either a camel or al baqarah qad shakka al rawi, he wanted a, a camel. So he was given a, a, a camel, given a she camel was given to this individual. And he said that may Allah kind of bless you inside this and walked away from this individual. Then the angel he came to the second individual, uh, an akra, the one with the suffering from hair loss. And said, What do you want? He said, he said, I want good hair, fine hair. I want it to come back to me, that this blame that people placing upon me. So angel wiped his head and his hair returned back. He said, What things do you want from the wealth? He showed an al-Baqara, what cows is given to this individual. And then he said, may you be blessed in what's been given to you. Came to the third individual, an A'ma, the blind individual. Said, what do you want? He just said, I just want my eyesight just to be able to see again. There's some of the ulama of hadith, they write that the first two individuals, they went beyond their request. They didn't just say, hey, they said, want good hair, fine hair, fine skin, good skin. This individual just said, having ishara, that this person is just going to be content with a small amount. He just said, just give my sight back, so I'm just able to see people. He just asked for a sharp sight, a good sight. Just return my sight, I'm able to see. What do you want from the wealth? He didn't ask for the highest commodity of camels or cows. Said Al-Ghanam, some sheep, some lamb, whatever, and they give it to me. And he's given two sheep or two lambs from there, it began to increase. So each one of them had worded, had a value of camels, a value of cows, a value of sheep. Now Allah wants to test them. This is Sunnah Allah al-Ard. Test isn't sometimes always calamities. Test is that Allah wants to see how we conduct ourselves inside our life. It's easy to say, The Arabs said they believe. Quran rebukes him, you haven't believed. You've only submitted. Has not the parable come to those people that came before you? That you think you're just going to go into paradise? They were tested with afflictions and hardship and calamities, and the earth began to shake underneath them. Until even a messenger of the wisdom said, Surah Al-Ankabur, Alif Lameen, Ahasibu Nasu, Ayyutrafu, Ayyakulu, Amanna, Wahum La Nuftanoon. Do you think you're going to say that you believe you're never going to be tested inside your life? Walakad fatanna lalina min qafrin. We did test the people that came before you, and we're going to test you to establish what? Falayya'amanna Allahu alladhina shadaku, walayya'amanna al-kaabibin. So Allah can establish you are the truthful individuals, and those who are liars. Allah wants to sift out those who really believe, those who really give shukr, those who really focus inside their life, and those who just happen to be just the average individuals. So Allah returns his angel back to the first individual. Allah returns the first individual, the angel in a state with a skin disease and a state of poverty. The sawwaru reflect over this image. The angel returned back in the same condition his first individual skin. And he comes to me and he says to him, you can see my condition. Just give me a, some food, some wealth, some property so I may get to the end of my destination. Looks like you've been blessed so much by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. فَقَالَ حَقُوكٌ كَثِيرًا 
He said there's many responsibilities. This is a symbol, he's a liar. They're making these, these kalimat, this phrase, hukuk, kathira, many responsibilities. Because he doesn't give any rights to anybody. It's just words that he says, I've got so many responsibilities, so I can't give you anything. What does, it, what does this individual say to him? As if I know you. Would you know an individual who is suffering from leprosy? And would you know an individual who is a poor individual? What would you expect this individual to say? You'd expect this individual to humble himself. So what are you talking about? I've always been inside this condition. I inherited this wealth and his property from generation upon generation upon generations. Kufr ni'am. Being arrogant. Generation upon generation will be given this to me. I was never in this state. The angel, this person says to me, if you're lying, May Allah return you back to how you was before. And this individual returns back to his previous state. Angel walks to the second individual who is an akra with a, with a hair condition and says to him, if he comes in a condition, lost his hair, suffers his disease, impoverished state, says to this individual, give me something I may go. I've got no one to ask. Because I've lost the path. Are you able to support me? This individual gives the same response. I'm not able to do so. So the individual warns him as well and returns back to his original condition. He comes to the third individual and asks him. And this individual says, The third individual, what does he say to him? He says, take what you want to take and leave whatever you want to take. Because why? How much can he carry? How much can he take? If I've got a valley of sheep, a valley of lamb, and a poor person comes to me and just asks me for something, some food and some drink, and how much is he going to carry? And the person says to him, there's nothing that I want from you. This is the, I have just come a test from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Your two comrades, they failed the test. They failed the test and you passed the test. And that's all that his life is. Allah created death and life. To see who of you is going to do the best in actions. It's not always kathratul amal. It's not excessive actions. Who does the best of actions? That's what Imam Fudayn, in such a Sirah Baghwi, mentions. What is pure and what is correct. What is pure is ma'kana lillahi subhanahu wa ta'ala. What is pure is that sincerely seeking the face of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What is correct, which is according to the sunnah and the teachings of the Prophet alayhi salatu salam. And Ibn Kathir is on his tafsir at the end of Surah Al-Kahf, the 18th Surah, verse 110. وَقُلْ فَمَنْ كَانَ يَرْجُ لِقَاءَ رَبِّهِ فَلْيَعْمَلْ عَمَلًا صَالِحًا وَلَا يُشْرِكْ بِعِبَادَةِ رَبِّهِ أَحَدًا In his tafsir he mentions exactly the same two principles. A different mufassir from a different generation, different time. 
He said, same things if you want your actions to be accepted by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's first make sure your actions are sincere. And secondly, make sure your actions are in accordance with the sunnah of the Prophet And that's what this world is in it. There's people whose actions are away from the sunnah. Our task is to encourage them. It's to remind them. It's not to, to, to belittle them. Because their intentions are sincere. But it has lost the action towards the sunnah. And there's many of us that we feel that we know what the sunnah is, but what is our intent as we began with? What is our intent to undermine people, to belittle people, to look down upon people? Jannah is not for you. It's not for me. We have no, no criteria of who goes to Jannah, who doesn't go to Jannah. Jannah is for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Wallahu yadu ila daris salam. Jannah is for Allah. It's for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah calls to Dar al-Salam. Dar al-Salam is one of the names of Jannah. That's why this Ramadan, month Ramadan, وفتحت. فتحت. It doesn't just mean open, it means swung open. They're open now for another a day or so. They're flung open for any Muslim. It doesn't say for a certain type of Muslim, a certain attire, a certain dress, a certain speech. Allah doesn't have that criteria that some of us that we think. Because you know, it's a sickness inside our heart. Because we have this always, but he was like this, but she was like this. Why do we have this inside our hearts? Why do we have this about another Muslim? When the Quran says, believe in those individuals. رَبَّنَا اَغْفِرْ لَنَا وَلِيْخْوَانِ الَّذِينَ سَبَقُونَ بِالْإِيمَانِ وَلَا تَجَلْ فِي قُلُوبِ الْأَغْلِلَّ لِلَّذِينَ آمَنُوا Take away rancor, ill feelings from our heart. As we began with the inner core of Islam, we haven't developed that inside our lives. Because many of us will live this external, people saying these words, and I find these words offensive, I have to say them. This garb of Islam, this display of Islam, that this is what Islam is, is far beyond that. It's far beyond that what we think this display of ending Islam. The journey of Islam fi qulubi maradun fazadullah marada. Is this the heart? Yawma la yanfa'u manun wa la banun illa man atallaha bi qalbin salim. Your children in the world will not avail you. Except for a person who comes with what? A sound, a pure heart. A pure heart. That's what this journey of this dunya is. It's trying to find a pure heart in devotion, commitment. تهود الله سبحانه وتعالى وقول قول هذا واستغفر لي ولكم ولجميع المسلمين فاستغفروه إنه هو الغفور الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلي وسلم على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه ومن تمسك بسنتنا يوم الدين أما بعد all this inspiration that we take from the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is for how an individual should be. That a person has been reading through the Qur'an, studying the Qur'an, trying to live their life according to the Qur'an. It will show the person the right path, leading them to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As we began with more, that we drift away from the language of the Qur'an, the understanding of the Qur'an. And as we find that the whole role of the world around us is to take us away from the language of the Qur'an. People who understand the Qur'an, people who live by the Qur'an, it guides them. As the Quran mentioned, whoever follows the guidance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, In Surah Taha, Allah mentions that a person who follows the guidance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, is never lost. He's never misguided away from the path. He's never wretched. Maybe as, as human times we get upset of challenges of life, that's normal. 
But this will become over worried. This will lose focus. Even the beginning of Surah Ta'a, Allah mentioned Ta'a. Ma anzalna alayka al-Qur'ana litash'a. Wallahi Qur'an ajeeb. Allah doesn't say sent down this Qur'an to make it hard for you. That's not what the Qur'an is. Qur'an is that water that flows. That's what the Qur'an is. It flows in your life. Flows in your blood. Flows in everything you do. The barakah of the Qur'an inside your life. There's a word a person travels, traverses the Qur'an and takes them closer and closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And it gives individuals, those who believe in Allah, whether male or female, will give them a good life. What is a good life? Good life is what we see at the moment, all of us. And even beyond that, spiritually. Alhamdulillah, Praise be to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, guide us to Al-Islam, the greatest blessing. The greatest blessing upon the human being on the face of this earth is to be guided as a Muslim. To make that dua, don't make me die. Except the state of being submission to Allah. And the surah al-Aam that we find, surah of Tawheed, nothing but Tawheed, belief in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What is it? Belief. That everything in my life is committed to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. My prayers, my sacrifice, my living, my dying, everything in my life, Allah khalis. To Allah belongs pure, sincere deen. is committed to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As I said, Suleiman, as I read through the Quran, how they gave thanks. When the blessings are given to, to Suleiman alayhi salam, what does he say? Qala hadha min fadli rabbi. These are, this is a virtue from Allah. To see whether I'm going to be grateful or ungrateful. He recognized that Suleiman alayhi salam, that all these blessings have been given. Control of the jinn, the, 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 the throne of Bilqis, the jinn working for him. Well, power, being the only most powerful king on the face of this earth. But he recognized what? This is just a test from Allah. If I'm going to be grateful, I'm going to be ungrateful towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Luqman alayhi salam. Luqman We gave Luqman wisdom, knowledge, understanding, what purpose to see if you're going to give thanks to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And as we mentioned about Dawood alayhi salam. Give thanks to Allah. Our family of Dawood and you Dawood alayhi salam. Our few servants are grateful. Wa'ana him. Nabiyuna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and upon all the leader, salawatullahi wa sallamu alayhi wa ma arsalna ka illa rahmatan lil alameen wa ma arsalna ka illa kafatan lil nasi bashiran wa nadhira wa lakinna akthara nasi la i'lamun We said you don't warn it to all of mankind, a mercy to all mankind, the leader of all of the Anbiya, 1443 years have gone by, there's only one man who conquers and rules this earth, rules this dunya, legend lives on, Power leads on of just only one individual. وَهَذَا نَبِيُّنَا مُحَمَّدْ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَرَفَعْنَا لَكَ ذِكْرَ Raise high your remembrance. وَإِنَّكَ لَعَلَى خُلُقٍ عَظِيمٍ Sublime manifest kind of behavior. Legend still lives on. Read about the Prophet ﷺ. Instill that inside your life. Don't follow icons and symbols around us. The benchmark is the Prophet ﷺ. لَقَدْ كَانَ لَكُمْ فِي رَسُولِ اللَّهِ أُسْوَةٌ حَسَنًا Read this seerah, his life. 
What he went through inside his life and how he stood there and he prayed. And his wife Aisha says to him, why, why all this prayer? We've given this manifest victory. Your previous mistakes or sins or whatever it may be, discrepancies have been forgiven and future things. Why are you doing this? His feet would swell at night. They would swell. And what did he say? Should I become a grateful servant of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Showing gratitude to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That was our Prophet always in a state of remembrance and gratitude to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give all the tawfiq and ability to find the moments of Ramadan to find the path of shukr, the path of gratitude, the path of taqwa, of righteousness, of pondering and reflecting as we began with. Finding that path to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to take us in a state of iman and conviction towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Inna Allah wa malaikatu yusalluna ala al-Nabi ya yudhabina amanu sallu alayhi sallimu taslima. Allahumma salli ala Muhammad wa ala ala Muhammad kama sallaita ala Ibrahim wa ala ala Ibrahim innaka hamidun majid. Allahumma barik ala Muhammad wa ala ala Muhammad kama barakta ala Ibrahim wa ala ala Ibrahim innaka hamidun majid. Rabbana akina fi dunya hasana wa fil akhirati hasana wa kina azab al-Nabi. ربنا ظلمنا انفسنا وان لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين ربنا اغفر لنا واخواننا الذين سبقونا بالايمان ولا تجعل في قلوبنا غدا للذين امنوا ربنا انك رؤوف رحيم ربنا اغفر علينا الصبر وثبت اقدامنا وانصرنا على القوم الكافرين ربنا لا تزغ قلوبنا بعد اذ هديتنا وهب لنا من لدنك رحمه انك انت الوهاب ربنا هب لنا من ازواجنا وذرياتنا قرة اعين واجعلنا للمتقين اماما ربنا تقبل بل منا إنك أنت السميع العليم وتب علينا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين الحمد لله رب العالمين قوموا صلاتكم بحمدكم الله